Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito everybody to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast at Burn Orange Nation. You can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at burnorangenation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you can find fine podcast content. For some reason, Kyle and I are there as well. Feel free to connect with us on social media at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by the man that chooses all the ads for our podcast, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? Uh, my mom is soon to be leaving a review that I, I choose five-star ads um, for our podcast. I hope that um, all of you, this is a good time to remind you, if you like what we do, if you like the way we edit it, if the ads aren't too loud or too um, different than your, I guess, uh, political leanings or whatever, um, leave us one of them five-star reviews. We appreciate it. So one, we actually got our audio issues edited because somebody gave us a three-star review because the content was good, but the audio levels for our uh, for our ads were bad, and so I reached out to the guy who runs our network. I was like, "Hey, what what gives?" And he's like, "Oh, here's what we need to do. Let me get some information. We got that fixed. We do not choose the ads. We simply just say where the ads go, and then they put they somebody else somebody in sales sells them for us. We have nothing to do with who picks the ads. I want to get that out there. So, so if you are the if you are the reviewer who didn't like our ads, go go consider like Yelp giving a, a second review where you bump it up with that fact uh, and just rate the content that we can control or not whatever it's free country it's fun who it doesn't one thank you for taking the time to review us because that's more important than anything that's right i go like i read the reviews and so i like to comment on things that we see in there but um kyle we've got a lot to talk about Uh, we had a lot to talk about on tuesday and we've got a lot to talk about mainly the fact that tom herman chooses jobs based upon the fact that he can wear short pants it's actually not uh (laughs) what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the fact that um one of the things that i love about sports is rivalries like yeah. rivalries are what makes sports fun to me arguing with people on twitter and the fanfare and the like you think about the ou rivalry and the texas state fair and and cotton bowl and everything that goes along with it and, and you know i talked about it in my in my bang the drum on tuesday 
the the Texas A&M game was a thing, right? They we had they have their midnight yell, and and so we had like the hex rally. I remember you know standing on uh, standing underneath the tower and watching the players come in at, at night, and it was just so cool to be a part of. And like rivalries are, I think, the reason why specifically college sports, I think, are are greater than NFL professional sports. But you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I prefer college to you know the the NFL product is because I can I can sit and watch any rivalry game between two teams is like, this is fun. These people hate each other and it's absolutely fun. And there, and there are formal rivalries. There are those rivalries that have their own Wikipedia pages, right? So you have the, the Texas, Texas A&M Lone Star Showdown. You got the Red River rivalry for Tech. Red, shootout, rivalry, showdown. I don't know what it's called nowadays. The Red River game, <laughs> the Texas OU game, whatever you want to call it. But then there are these things in, in college football that happen where you just kind of hate some folks. Where you're just like, you know what? There's something about you. I don't know what it is. Maybe I do know what it is, but I just don't stinking like you. And so, because there are no sports going on right now, I want to take a moment. I want to, We want to shine a light on the informal rivalries. And so, Kyle, when, you, when we look at informal rivalries, what, what, do you, what do you consider when you think about an informal rival? Well, right. I think a rivalry... Typically, like when you define it in a classical way, is is usually a, you know, a meeting that spans over a long time. You've been doing it, you know, for X amount of years. Oftentimes, like you said, as a Wikipedia page, it has a name, you know, something like that. I think an informal rivalry is uh, is more where it's just a it's it's either you know new we've only played this team a couple times but something didn't go right or you know what every time they come on TV I'm rooting against them I want them to lose or when we play them I get irrationally angry um you know it's it's the it's the get your blood boiling a little bit more than you know an average week when you look at the schedule uh and see their name on it um i will say this as i will give the full caveat before we start this as as the oh i don't know nine years running writer of the texas pregamer um Every week is a rivalry. I have to drum up hatred for every opponent. <laughs> I I have to drum up just as much hatred for OU as I do for Tulsa. Just as much, you know, for whoever, uh, USC coming to town um, as I do for, uh, for North Texas. So, you know, I have to find hatred, dirt, anger, and funny, hilarious things to parody slash say every week. So maybe I'm just filled irrationally with hate for anyone who deems uh, go show up to the visitor locker room against the University of Texas. But I think an informal rivalry is a rivalry that administrators may not even realize, but fans probably feel somewhere in their gut. And it can be a little different for everyone. Yeah, it's that one that you got circled on the calendar, right? It's not, we all, we all circle that that Saturday in October in Dallas, right? We all circle that one. We all we all circle. Um, you know, we used to circle Thanksgiving Day, right? We used to know that that was when that game happened, right? We used to know that, but it's that game where you're like, oh, those guys again, right? The 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 ones that you just like. If I if I come across one of their fans on Twitter, I'm going to troll them as hard as I possibly can. Um, and and this this kind of spawns out of a couple of different things, but you know, I think it was last year ESPN did this big thing about the rise of horns down, and, and they had a quote. From a, from a professor from a PhD. He has the coolest research job ever. He studies like sport fan behavior. And he looked at, at rivals. And, and when he polled, this is the quote, when we polled college fans and asked them who their biggest rival was, Texas had 11 different teams identifying them as a rival, by far the most in the country. And so let's just do that back. 
Let's just do that back to them, Kyle. So <laughs> when you think of an informal rivalry, what's one that sticks out to you? Uh, I'm trying to think which one on my list I want to start with. Um, there's some really good ones. Uh, I think I'm going to go personal with my first one. I love beating Kansas State. I want to beat Kansas State in every sport every year. I'm so freaking tired of the color purple. I've said on this podcast, I hate Kansas State so much. Still have Jordy Nelson flashbacks. Ron Prince haunts my dreams. Uh, stupid, what was their basketball player with the beard before James Harden made that a thing? Who who beat us in basketball when they had the crazy coach, uh, Frank, whatever there. Their baseball team will win three games all year, but they might be against Texas. I just hate Kansas State. For me, they are an informal and truly probably historically irrational rival. So I don't I don't hate Kansas State as much as you do. I get it. But I like Ron Prince is kind of my spirit animal. Like I love making Ron Prince jokes. Just because like Ron Prince was such a terrible coach, except when he laced up against Texas. Like I love, love, love making Ron Prince jokes. I think Ron Prince jokes might be my favorite classification of joke. <laughs> and and so I'm absolutely there. So uh, I, I love it. I, you're, I knew you were going to start with, with Kansas State. We are just disdain for them. And, and you won't own purple shirts because of it i've seen it seen it somebody gift you a purple tie and you burned it it's true it's true it happened so my my informal my 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 informal whatever the first one that i always like to talk about is usc Mm. usc i i i cannot stand the university of southern california cannot stand it cannot stand stands my favorite thing in the world is anytime usc gets brought up in anything i just reply with vince young scoring that's the thing I do every from from our podcast Twitter account, from my personal Twitter account. If Reggie Bush is mentioned, Matt Leinert is mentioned, anything USC mentioned, any of that. That's the first thing I do. It's my initial instinct. I cannot stand those guys. If it was like between an army of my ex-girlfriends and USC playing football, <laughs> it would be a hard choice, Kyle. It would be a very hard choice for me. And I'd probably pick 22 of my ex-girlfriends. I don't have that many ex-girlfriends. But it would pick an army of my ex-girlfriends over USC in a football match. Gerald Goodrich, playa. Uh, no, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll i say this. Uh, I, I do think, you know, it was fun to re-kind of engage the rivalry. Um after 10 years in football between the national championship and we played them again, I think I didn't realize how still deeply wounded USC fans are by that loss. Um, every Stay USC, salty. every USC fan I've talked to, like, I think we might be their most hated team, like fully legitimately Stanford be damned um, Cal, whatever. Like, I think they may hate us more than any other program. Like they were just internet mad. They were in person mad. They were just the saltiest of salty um you know and 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 that kind of it's not that i i don't have the hatred that you have for usc i think that game is the best game of all time um and and i think it was incredible and i was so glad i got to watch it um i didn't leave hating them i was like man we beat a really good team we ended that dynasty hats on us it just felt like a winner you know it's like maybe um is that big brother mentality i just didn't think about him much um but but i certainly uh i certainly 
don't love them. I don't mind when they lose. I don't have any affinity for them. But they're like... Their attitude and the way they acted in this last two years of football series uh, has re-engaged a little bit of rivalry for me. So I, I'm good with that. I will also offer they knocked, I believe, they knocked Kevin Durant out of the NCAA tournament unexpectedly. Um, and so they felt some modicum of revenge. But that's honestly what I hate them more for. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's more it's more about their, the fan reaction to some things and less about... Like USC as like yeah that like I'm that is again the great I'll argue it as the greatest college football game of all time I've argued it as the greatest college football game of all time against I mean probably two teams that deserve to be on the greatest like the 04 or I guess the what 03 USC team and the 0405 Texas team are probably two of the greatest football team college football teams of all time I'd argue that as well but like the the react like anytime someone tells me to move on I'm like you first. Right, that's always my response. Is like until uh, when you get the therapy you need to not be triggered by me posting Vince Young on this. That's that is when we can move on. Uh, you know, I am perfectly perfectly fine uh, with with them being included here. I guess I'm up next, um, Gerald. I'm not gonna say Maryland here um, because I think that's too low hanging fruit. Um, but you know, I, I, I want to point out that listeners may have gone to them immediately cause it's okay. It's okay to be mad. It's um, an easy one. They'll, they'll never be, be back again. It's like, you know, you stuck your hand, uh, in, 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 uh, under something in your house and there was a bee, a hornet's nest there and they stung you and it, it, it was terrible. Um, you, you, you hate it, but you move on when in that same space, them dang hornets built a nest again and stung you a second time. You, you, you really hate them, but you just destroy the nest and you never have to think about them again. Um, Maryland, no. But what about the other direction, Gerald? I have to ask, and, and you you tell me if the parameters fit here. Um, is it okay to put Arkansas or Nebraska in an informal rival category? They were definitely rivals before. It's just we've gone dormant. I think it depends on the generation you ask. Right. Mm. Cause I think like people are parents age. Cause you and I are in our thirties. So, you know, people that are, people that are in their, you know, sixties, I think they would consider those very much formal actual rivals, rivals. Right? Yeah, actual okay. rivals. But I think generationally, like I don't, I don't care about Arkansas. Like Arkansas hadn't been good since I've been watching football. But again, Arkansas fans hate UT. I think more than any other school. Like I legitimately think they hate UT is their biggest rival. They hate us so much. You see it in baseball every year. They are the trolliest, most obnoxious fan base in baseball, probably in general, um, but especially towards uh, Longhorns. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it has sparked a little bit of a, a renaissance of the rivalry a bit. There, there's obviously, um, you know, people who talk about different conference options and, and, it, and Arkansas would love nothing more than to get out of getting their butt kicked in the SEC, but they'd also love to reignite some old Southwest conference rival. So I, I won't put them as an informal rival either. We're going to scratch them. I was just bringing that up. I think, I think Nebraska was never probably as uh, solidified as a rival. They were just, you know, the other great, you know, big 12 powerhouse besides OU uh, and us. So um, I will, I will move both of them out. However, and I'm going to go to my next one. And my next one, I think you probably had on your list, but I'm going to say Ohio State. So Ohio State is an informal rival for the Twitter age. Um, Ohio State, I'm not going to give his name any credit, but had a a coach who um, is just an utter idiot 
who has, you know, I'll, I'll be generous, has, has a heap of mental problems that I would love for him to get um, fixed and worked on um, so that he can be a functioning member of society, however he's not. But he brought his hatred towards Tom Herman and, and, and by proxy um, put UT in his crosshairs and, and spawned, okay, cool, hook him. Um, you know, an all-time great uh, UT saying that is only because of... Um, I won't again say his name, but this rivalry between Ohio State and Texas. I will also say uh, my first game at the University of Texas um, that uh, that I I like distinctly remember attending in person was not obviously the time we went up and beat them in the horseshoe, but the the next year when we lost an absolute uh, heartbreaker to them in two thousand um, two thousand six. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's their fans were not particularly kind. And I was a freshman and I was real feisty and I got into some words with Ohio State fans because um, I was sitting on the actual demarcation line at the top uh, of the bleachers. And so they I was in spitting distance uh, from their fans and they weren't particularly pleasant. However, uh, Quan Cosby had something to say in a bowl game after that uh, that happened. And we have. um I'd say I'd say we have the upper hand in general, but uh, they're they're a blue bud, and so I mean the other part of this informal rivalry, in my eyes, Gerald, is that you have to look at Texas, its place in the pantheon of all-time winningest programs. They sit behind only two teams: Michigan, who you know, whatever, not a big you know they take it, but number two, ahead of us, the one spot ahead of Texas is Ohio State. It's hard for me to hate them because like they can back it up, right? They're, they're yeah. one that it's like, you know, they, they talk noise and I'm just like, I get it. Like, I get, you guys are good. Like, you guys are really good. Like, I can't be mad about it. Like, it, it, again, I, I, it's fun to hate them. It's fun to cheer against them, especially because if if Brian Hartline takes another top-tier wide receiver yes. from the state of Texas, I'm going to find that guy. And it's on on site. Like, it is on on site with Brian Hartline. Back from the college days, I'll, it's still on on site from Brian Hartline. Like, quit. Like, J.K. Dobbins is just a dagger in the heart, right? That one's just like, that one hurts. And then all these wide receivers. Like, it's just ridiculous. I, you know what? JT Maybe Barrett. I do hate him, Kyle. Maybe no, I do hate him. I was just about to say that. It was on the field, we have the upper hand right now, but off the field, they are beating us. They are, they might be. I guess with OU and A&M are like, and I throw LSU in there are four biggest like recruiting rivals. I mean, they, we have to now recruit against Ohio state for Texas kids. They, they really have that pipeline in here. And so it, it is a, it is a rivalry that we often see their name next to ours on people's top six list. And we have to, you know, fight them off. And we know they're, you know, hardcore negative recruiting uh, against Texas. So, I mean, I think there's some juice to this one. I, I'm, you know what? Now I'm feeling it, Kyle. You got me, you got me gassed up. So here's one that I know is going to set you on fire, and I'm very excited. I feel bad for hating this school. Um, I, I, I do, and I don't. I, I, I'm sure the people are nice, but some of their policies I think are weird. Uh, and that is Brigham Young University. <laughs> I, I cannot stand BYU and I will cheer against them at every turn. Texas is four is one and four all time against BYU and all five of those games have happened in my lifetime. Like the, the scoring margin between those two schools is lopsided. 
th- three of the sixty percent of the matchups, Texas has been beat by like thirty points. It's just ridiculous. Like that last one, the forty-one to seven. Like I like. Granted, it was part of like Charlie Strong's downfall, right? Which was turned out to be maybe okay for us, but like it's just it was just embarrassing, Kyle. And I, I cannot cannot deal with BYU. Man, that's a really good one. Um, I cannot deal with any quarterback who wears knee braces because of that. I I love every single thing about the city of New Orleans except that Taysom Hill lives there. It like. <laughs> The fact that 18-year-old Kyle, <laughs> who was a, you know, an undersized, uh, you know, wide receiver who, you know, would just root for the Tim Dwights of the world and the, you know, the Ed McCaffrey's. And I was just like, man, I want to, I'd love to see uh, the occasional little white guy get in there. Wes Welker's whatever. Love the grit. Man, I hate Taysom Hill so much. If you would have told 18-year-old me that this, like, unbelievable skill position player unheralded out of nowhere who defies the, I would love him. I hate Taysom Hill so much, man. He could catch these hands. I hope he never gets to play quarterback in the NFL ever, ever a single down in his life. I hope the saints or someone gets Teddy Bridgewater, never lets Taysom Hill play quarterback. Keep putting him in running back just to make him mad. Bring Tim Tebow out of retirement. Let him play quarterback first. Never let Taysom Hill be happy. He's a crusher of dreams and a mean person. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know how to follow that except retweet. Like, I don't know what else to say. It's just, so, you got any more Kyle? They weren't on my list. You just got me all worked up. <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to pull that scout. No, I Brock did not mean to pull that the scout. dirtiest coach in the history of college football. Anyways, it's fine. Um, you know, I'm <laughs> the only, the only other like one I'll say that's informal. That's again, kind of new. I feel like LSU is turning into a rivalry in the same way that Ohio state is that we recruit against them so actively. And that's gone on for years just because they're the major program, the state next door, the closest uh, major program really to us. I actually would be curious if Norman or Baton Rouge are closer to Austin. I bet Norman is, but not by much. Um, so, you know, it's uh, they obviously last year's game brought it out where, you know, presumably with a football season happening this year, we'll be playing them this year. There's a chance um, for that rivalry to, to continue to grow, but uh, I think they're kind of in that that newfangled uh, category for me. Um, but again, you have to respect them a little bit. And, I, and again, I, I love Louisiana, except for Taysom Hill. But uh, you know, so it's it's I, I'm in a tough, precarious position there. Um, Cal is not one for me, but boy, do they hate us a ton, so much. They might hate us as much as USC or more, but it's not for a national championship game. It's because they didn't get to play in a bowl game. Um, you know, whatever. Good on them. Uh, they they did uh, the Jared heard the dirtiest and, and made the very uh, gifable golf um, quote with uh, when when we missed the extra point. And that was a that was a tough game, but otherwise, I mean, we haven't really talked about Big Twelve schools here, and I think we only have one Big Twelve rival left in OU, true rival. So, are there any Big Twelve schools you would put in this informal rival category? Man, it's so tough. Um... I don't like Will Greer, but I don't want to. I don't want to like lump West Virginia all in the world because like those guys. Like I've got nothing against most of like our, our SB Nation, like West Virginia guys are all chill. Yeah, like, I really like them. Uh, yeah. So like I don't want to. I don't want to dog on West Virginia just because I think Will Greer needs to get slapped in his bearded neck. Um, but like I, I don't necessarily. You, I mean, you talk Kansas State. I mean, TCU is one you got to respect. Ba- yeah, I mean. I could do without some Baylor fans from from time and time again. Like, yeah. no offense to your wife, but like, if you're going to defend Art Bryles enabling sexual assault on campus, I don't have any time for you. Um, 
maybe so maybe not the school, but some of those fans I could deal without. Yeah, that's a good point. I think none of like Tech wants to be our rival. We beat them all the time, or we don't. It's a season that didn't matter anyways. Except Crabtree, right? Like you take a Crabtree out of there, and it's not really a rivalry. But man, that was a tough one. TCU, like again. They earned the respect that they have. Um, Kansas and basketball, they they earn every bit of respect. I love Iowa State. Uh, I hate that they're good and it's scary now because like I love the fans. I love the people. I that they're the only other Big Twelve team I would actually root for because I'm not a conference homer uh, like some kind of crazy person. Um, but yeah, I mean o- Oklahoma State really hates us and loves to like like they get up for Texas like a rivalry game. So it's like I'm trying to think from other people's perspective, but none of them really. None of them get my 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 dander up like a like a BYU. Yeah, I I was not expecting that reaction from you when I brought up BYU, but I'm so uh, so glad it happened. So Kyle and I like this is not our normal, t- but it, it it seemed like something that we had to discuss, and we have the the margin to discuss it because these things kind of pop up when we talk about teams randomly in these conversations. So giving you some insight into the crazy minds of your two favorite podcast hosts uh, felt like an appropriate time to do it. No, I love it. This is perfect hashtag content, man. This was good. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, so coming down from the anger into the nirvana of uh, of what everyone's been looking forward to for their for their entire week, the the point where we take a little time to assess the greater world uh, out there at this point from our homes, but through burnt orange lenses. And uh, this week we we have a couple, and we're gonna kind of uh, jump straight from there into our newest, but really uh, you know most beloved uh, new segment Godzillatron as well. So I'll start with the burn orange lenses. And I think you can't talk about the state of UT right now without talking about something that affects current students and certainly I think uh, alumni as well. But obviously uh, you heard the news. I, I would assume that President Greg Fenves uh, resigned from his job taking a, 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 the equivalent job at Emory in Atlanta. Um, I um, think we, we all kind of uh, thought that, that he did a fantastic job following in, in Bill Power's shoes, which is not uh, easy to do whatsoever. But the latest news on that is that we actually have a new interim president name for the University of Texas is McCombs Dean uh, Hartzell, uh, who I think was as soon as this news was announced was the clubhouse uh, favorite. He's a very well respected um person in the business school and in the ut uh, community i think he's uh i think he's gonna do a good job but uh you know it, it's 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 very interesting right now as people talk about who uh who the next person will be i don't know that uh, the jay hartzell necessarily is in the running for um the actual long-term um president I, i'm not an expert on this necessarily but uh you know there is one bill mcraven out there Bill McRaven is, is somebody that I would always lobby for just because I think Bill McRaven is an incredible human being. But I think the I think Dean Hartzell, the, the best argument for, for Dean Hartzell is how like frustrated McCombs grads are that he's not going to be overseeing the school directly for, right. for the, I guess, for the foreseeable future until Texas names a, 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 um, and names an actual president. And I think it's it's. 
Uh, like I couldn't, I couldn't name the J school president or dean when I was there. Uh, Bernstein, so like baby. Perspectives of deafness. Kyle and Gerald's first college course we ever took together. That I forgot about that class. It was Dean Bernstein. I did not do well in that class, but it's fine. Um, it's going to be a big blank space for Texas. And I think, I, how do you follow Fenvis is really the conversation we need to have. Yeah, I mean, in, unless you're Admiral McRaven, who is an incredible, he's been the chancellor. He's, he's I don't know that he even wants it. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, was the man who led the mission to take down Osama bin Laden. The best part when you talk about J school, Gerald, did you know that Bill McRaven, a graduate of the University of Texas School of Journalism? I did not, but it's just one step close, one step closer to our our own personal greatness, Kyle. That's right. Value that degree skyrocketing, baby. Um, all right, so Gerald, this burn orange lens is just is is right in our wheelhouse, um, in 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 mine, and it's making me hungry thinking about it. But in the uh, we mentioned it on the Monday show, I wanted to save this one for the burn orange lens. Is the uh, Tom Herman interview? He was asked about his favorite barbecue, and he gave a very very I think well thought out reason and gave me reason to respect him for his answer. He said, salt licks meat is good. Their sauce is incredible, which I think is the way you described that. And a little pro tip, if you're going to salt, like you do the, all you can eat, the first cut's going to be the best you get. It's going to get probably worse each time after that. It is good. Solid. Great place to take people ambiance, whatever, but there is better barbecue out there. He mentioned, don't go to the one at the airport. Correct. Take uh, Cooper's Franklin blacks, Terry blacks. I do like that. He said Franklin and not, Frank Lins, there is no uh, no uh, plurality or apostrophe on that. It's Franklin Barbecue. Um, Blacks and Terry Blacks, they sometimes take recruits to. Gerald, what do you assess Tom Herman's barbecue Austin choices, and do you think you and I should give our own? Uh, it's been a minute since I've, I've dabbled in the Austin barbecue scene. I've been uh, north of the Red River for, for quite some time. Um, so I think Salt Lick is the right way to describe I love Salt Lick. Salt Lick is a great place to take somebody who's never been to like Austin, never been to like a Texas bar. Cause it's just like an experience, right? You see the pits, you you smell it from a mile away. Like it's a very, it's an experience. And, and I mean, some of my favorite college memories, we used to have the uh, BYOB um, Texas student media end of year party there. And we had a great mm-hmm. time, great food. Um, I think it's, I'm not going to give my barbecue takes just cause again, I'm so removed from the Austin area barbecue scene. Uh, it's been like a decade. That's fair, and I, I'm not going to give my Houston ones because uh, I'm too close to some of the restaurant tours in Houston. I don't want to offend uh, anyone here if I leave them off. So I'm going to give a couple of my Austin. And I, you have to promise, dear listeners, some of these aren't necessarily the the spots that everyone's recommending. Please don't make these like lots of long lines. Go to Franklin. It's, it's worth it. It, it exceeds. It, it lives up to at least an unbelievable hype. I described it as like LeBron James, one of the few things that lives up to the hype, which precedes it. La Barbecue obviously is in a similar uh, vein, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Oh, gosh, I hate to do this. You want to go with no line, you can get in and get the best barbecue uh, in Austin, you know, that's available at that, uh, at that availability. It is without a doubt style switch. Guys, don't make it too long of a line. Valentina's Tex-Mex BBQ also unbelievable you got to get out there and try it uh one thing i love if you like franklin you don't want to wait in the line you can get a reservation at loro um it's with tyson cole from uchi uh partnered with aaron franklin it's a very interesting just combination of flavors cultures cuisines melting in there i've been a couple times uh when i make my way back to austin and it's uh it's just great for the old heads y'all remember lambert's 
little expensive for me for what barbecue is, but it's good, man. It is good. If you want to like woo someone with a with a sport coat and real nice dark jeans and boots in a, in a place that's like oozes Austin aesthetic, um, Lambert's a great spot for it. Uh, but again, a little pricey for my taste in barbecue. But I think uh, Terry Black's is great. The only other one I'm going to give because I'm tired of giving out all my gems uh, around here is if uh, if you're near uh, campus uh, area. The uh, Leroy and Lewis uh, on over on Pickle uh, is uh, is bomb. So check it out. Give us your barbecue recommendations. Hashtag replies of Texas. Where would where would you recommend us go get barbecue? Or me the next time I'm in Austin, where do I need to hit for barbecue? Let us know. I love it, man. Yeah, please. Let's get a conversation. Let's uh, let's do that. And it doesn't have to just be Austin, guys. Let's expand this. If you're in Houston, I don't want to leave Dallas out. I know y'all are really coming on strong the past five or six years uh, from the barbecue wilderness. Uh, Houston obviously uh, had their renaissance as well. Um, so so hit us up. I want to hear all about it. I'm quarantined right now. I just want to look. Send pictures. I'm going to look at barbecue pictures to get me through the day. So we're going to go one more here, Gerald, in this section. Um, the The incomparable Twitter personality at Kyle Lang. You should be following him. Um, I'd say at least in the top two of Longhorn Twitter Kyles um, out there. Uh, had a uh, a fantastic tweet, as he does, uh, ranking all of the, the current Big 12 schools and their Big 12 championships on request from someone uh, asking him to do so, I believe. Um, he, uh, I'll just say this. There, there was three schools that are only in the teens. There was Two more in the twenties, um, and one in the thirties. So, so most, more than half is under forty. There's three schools that are really close: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor, all in the seventies. And then there's the University of Texas, Gerald. One hundred and seventy-one Big Twelve championships, just lapping the field. I mean, we we've said it before. Is like. Football is what makes the money, but like Texas has been excellent in basically every other sport for a very long time, like track and field, swimming, like golf, tennis, rowing, men's basketball, women's basketball, well, not men's basketball, women's basketball, <laughs> baseball, softball, like in, in the sports, not football and basketball. Texas has been excellent for a very long time and will continue to be. Uh, and I think the football program for sure is probably trending in the right direction, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I think basketball, maybe with a son of a former football player who had a pick six against A&M, could potentially have a good season next year as well. I love it. I love it. We should have uh, put Greg Brown on the Mount Rushmore. But, uh, no, we uh, we do like to overhype our basketball recruits. We – we had some some good uh, some good burnt orange lenses for a time when we were quarantined, Gerald. But I want to move us into our next section because the thing we're probably spending our uh, our hours staring at more than Texas Longhorns is probably our own TV screens. But we take this back to DKR and another vintage with our section that we dubbed, I think, last week, Godzillatron. What are you watching, Gerald? Or also, is there any related? TV watching news that Longhorn fans might be interested in? Uh, well, my wife and I caught the the uh, Tiger King after show, and uh, Joe Exotic is way less sympathetic when he talked to his former employees uh, when they don't have an editor, when it's just them and Joel McHale. So that was uh, the, the, that was interesting to to watch. Uh, I'm still I'm still plowing through Justified and, and Scrubs. I've picked up um, a little bit. I'm an audiobook guy. Uh-huh. When I uh, when I 
am cleaning around the house. And so I've been reading, uh, I've been reading air quotes, reading. I've been listening to, um, a lot of like, again, I'm, I'm kind of a Bible nerd. So I like, what is the Bible by Rob, uh, by Rob Bell? I think is who wrote it. It's really good. Uh, so that's, I've been reading that one as well as I work. I did, I cut down several trees in my backyard. So I basically plowed through that book into Saturday afternoon. I love that. I mean, I think the, the, the answer here, obviously, you said you're watching Scrubs, but the answer is you should also be listening after you listen to this podcast. Gerald and I are both on, and it's only, I think, two episodes in now, um, but uh, uh, into the Scrubs kind of rewatch podcast with the stars, uh, JD and Turk. Obviously, um, they've gone back and did, uh, I think, Fake Doctors, Real Friends is the name of it. Um, yeah. and, and it's just incredible. If you're Doing a Scrubs rewatch, it may be a slow churn if you do it by episode, but it's so worth it. Um, it it's guy love between two guys, and it's wonderful. Uh, it is. It's it's my second favorite podcast after this one, Gerald. It's it's a good one. It's very like, and as somebody who's probably watched through Scrubs probably seven or eight times at this point in my life, like it's interesting just to hear more perspective uh, about a show that I absolutely love. So we talked about Tiger King, and I found it interesting when we talked about that Tom Herman interview. It led us to a barbecue. It also led, leads us into the pop culture. In that same interview, they asked about his binge watch shows, and he said they watched Tiger King in two nights. Again, college coaches, they're just like us. But the best part was when asked about Joe Exotic being a Longhorn fan, Tom uh, just uh, kind of slyly said, they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, you know, but uh, Longhorns in Oklahoma, he was happy about, uh, you know, the the taking over – uh, that state uh, as well. But I mean, I haven't seen the after show, the Tiger King after show, but uh, I, I do need to watch that because it's, it's a mind trip of, of um, what editing can do um, in a, in a documentary. But uh, yeah, that one was an interesting one. Um, the other pieces they talked about Ozark, and that is the show that my wife and I have absolutely plowed uh, through. We are almost uh, we're, we're well into season three now after being, you know, a couple days ago into season zero. Um, I think we've talked at least about Peaky Blinders being potentially uh, our next show, which was my wife's suggestion, which I was shocked by. Um, but uh, I'm very excited that could potentially be something give an update uh on here but uh yeah i mean uh tom and michelle watched the first season and five episodes of season two together the best part again how human they are um uh tom fell asleep mid-watch woke up the next day and michelle had already plowed through uh the entire thing um gosh that's that's relatable uh i'm the one who stays awake in that scenario but man i feel bad i have watched every night that we've watched ozark i've gone an episode ahead i only go one but i've gone an episode ahead I heard her in the background gasp. Uh, the only thing that came out of this that I'm upset about is that uh, Tom Herman could not get into the wire, which is frustrating to me to yeah. say the least about uh, just come on, coach. Like, come on. Like, really? You know, for all the good Willie earned, he might be back to zero on that one. Gerald and I ardent wire supporters. Um, yeah, I am not going to make you pick between scrubs and wire, Joe, but I know they're both near and dear to the heart they're different categories kyle i cannot compare the two that's all we've got for you this week kyle where can the good folks find you on the internet oh you can find me on twitter at kyle carbon you can also follow the texas pregamer on twitter at texas pregamer you can follow me on twitter i'm at gh Gerdich. follow the show on twitter at longhorn pod shoot us an email longhorn republic pod at gmail.com thank you so much for tuning in again this week and until next time hook them hook them give me your smoked meat tweets <laughs> <laughs>